It's been another week with Israel at the center of the news headlines with the breakdown of the peace talks. But when, you st- when I stand back, it never ceases to be amazing how a nation of only 7 million people, approximately, which is not a whole lot more than the greater Toronto area, and for those of you outside of Canada, Toronto is Canada's largest city, uh, a nation like Israel can continually draw news headlines across the world on a daily basis. Having said that, when you come to Scripture, it is to be expected. The Lord, through the prophet Zechariah, tells us that Jerusalem will be a burdensome stone for all people. And I think Obama probably curses the land every day as he continually makes a fool of himself trying to be the one who brings peace to the region, although so is every other U.S. president in my lifetime. But this week, according to the State Department, they said, we have determined that a moratorium extension, meaning on the settlements, will not at this time provide the best basis for resuming direct negotiations which, unless you have been hiding in a cave for the last few years, will realize what an admonition of complete policy failure that is. This really has turned out to be quite a week. The U.S. have decided that settlement activity can't be stopped, and some are saying that the entire peace process is dead. Abbas has said that, as a last resort, he would hand the West Bank back to full Israeli control. But then Brazil and Argentina, which, by the way, are very Catholic countries, have unexpectedly announced that they recognize an independent Palestinian state with its capital in Israel's capital city. It certainly is quite a time of confusion, and you can be sure that a flurry of diplomatic activity is going on around the world. And, of course, the angels are busy doing their part. And I suppose anybody sending diplomatic uh, cables will be uh, a little cautious due to our friends at WikiLeaks. So, although the U.S. is grasping and the nations are writhing to gain control of the situation, we know from the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 38 that man will seemingly bring peace to Israel. But when you go to Ezekiel 38, the rest of the story shows, however, that this is far from true peace, as the main the uh, bulk of the chapter is about the northern confederacy coming themselves against Israel. We have brought Ezekiel 38 into this, as we often do on Bible in the News, but it really was great this week as we saw the lineup of all the nations in the headlines, almost fitting perfectly into the lines of the nations in that chapter. We're not going to go back into the events of that chapter in any depth, but If you wish to understand more or wish to understand that chapter in depth, there are a number of articles in the back issues on the Bible Magazine uh, website that you can read, uh, and they are available on www.biblemagazine.com, and it's under the back issues tab. The Jerusalem Post, as we talk about these, the nations lining up, you just, there's certain headlines and certain articles that certainly jump out at you. And the Jerusalem Post ran an article this week with the headline, UN and EU blame Israel for the breakdown of peace talks. Well, isn't that convenient? Let's not worry about the fact that the PA refuses to even recognize Israel, but I suppose that's only detail. 
The article continued, and inside that article, it, it said that uh, Ban Kaimun and Catherine Ashton criticized Netanyahu for uh, his government for not heeding the call of the international community to extend settlement freeze. So Israel is disobeying the international community. Really, the truth is that the international community fails to see God's hand working in the nation, and it fails to see the fulfillment of God's prophecies and promises. However, Catherine continued, The EU position on settlements is clear. They are illegal under international law and an obstacle to peace. Recent settlement-related developments, including in East Jerusalem, contradict efforts by the international community for successful negotiations. Well, long before Catherine Ashton made Europe's position clear, Ezekiel told us exactly what, the, what their position would be. The truth is that the anti-Semitic feelings in Europe and Russia are going to grow back to World War II levels, and maybe then some, because uh, to the, when you come to Ezekiel 38, it's obviously it comes to the point that they invade Israel. In verse 16, God tells us that the northern confederacy will be coming against my people and against my land. Not only does this show us the character of Europe and Russia at that time, but it also shows us how God views the people of Israel at this time. They are his people and they are dwelling in his land. And in case there was any dispute over the matter, in verse 21, God says they are his mountains. And if you look on a map, which you may have already in the past, that is primarily the West Bank. I guess the future of a Palestinian state on those mountains looks pretty bleak. Well, not only does Ezekiel 38 give us a northern confederacy of nations, including Russia, EU, uh, Europe, Iran, Ethiopia, etc., but it also gives us a southern confederacy of nations with Tarshish, the Tarshish nations, and loosely describing that, you would say the English-speaking world. But with them also, we have uh, described some of the Arab nations, and it would be areas like Saudi Arabia and the southern Gulf states. And again, when we look at the news this week, for those lines in the nations, as we see them uh, laid out in Ezekiel 38, um, this southern confederacy is also uh, very apparent. Thanks to, as we mentioned before, WikiLeaks, it is a, a leak that does not seem too easy to plug, we get a little bit of an inside scoop into the feelings of the so-called moderate Arab nations and the way that they feel in relation to Iran. And as far as Saudi Arabia was concerned, they wanted the U.S. apparently to cut the head off the snake Obviously, the snake in this context was Iran. That's sort of not really hiding your feelings, I would say. And many other nations, uh, such as Jordan and Egypt, apparently feel very similar. And in fact, almost begging the U.S. to take action against Iran. And they are said to be concerned over Iran's aggressive behavior. Well, as they are building nukes, I say that would be an understatement. But this development could be significant, as we do not expect all the Arab nations to be hostile to Israel. In fact, we've sort of, uh, it's been looked for by Bible students for, for many years for a divide in the Arab nations, and it's exactly what we see today. But 
we don't expect all these Arab nations to be hostile to Israel. And due to pressures from their own people, um, they have been very hesitant to show any siding with Israel. But when you start to see from our friends at WikiLeaks again, some of these things, you start to see that there really is a divide in these nations and that uh, whether they'd like to admit it or not, some of them, certainly with Iran, are much closer to Israel than, uh, than their friends in uh, Syria and, well, Lebanon, sort of a little bit of a fence there, depending on who's running the show. But it's funny when you browse the week's news and you see the nations lining up just as God had said they would. But I think when we sit back as Bible students and we read Ezekiel 38 and other prophecies that go along with it, it, it reminds us how near we are to open divine intervention in man's affairs. God says in the last verse of that chapter, Ezekiel 38, that thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. We do not know how all the events of this week will play out, but we do know the end of the story, and it is that that we need to be ready for. So with that, we ask you to please join us again next week for another edition of the Bible in the News. Thank you.